0: Welcome to the show, Unbossed. So glad you are here. And today co-hosting with me is Big Wise, a Rebel HQ contributor. Big Wise, what's happening on Rebel HQ? Anything that people need to know? You're muted, Big Wise.
1: Sorry about that, y'all. Just the same old crazy corruption and uh just unhinged ridiculousness from the right wing, but you know, we gotta expose it for what it is and give the people the news.
0: Yeah, we do, and that's exactly what we do here on Unbossed and the TYT network. So on the show today, Big Wise and I we're gonna explore a whole bunch of stuff that you need to know. First up, Republicans are attempting to make it harder to vote for ballot measures. I mean, no surprise there. They're doing their level best to make it harder to vote all over the country. Ballot measures definitely on their list. And then we'll discuss how Southwest Airlines. Oh yeah. How Southwest Airlines totally fail. I mean Epic fail. You look up in the dictionary, Epic fail, bold underline underscore message in a bottle on a train. Damn show, not on a plane. Southwest Airline being helped by the federal government. And later in the show, we have a massive neoliberal WTF section for you. You don't want to miss it. So let's get into no more ballot measures. Republicans are attempting to make it harder to vote for ballot measures. This is more likely in response to the recent passing of ballot measures involving progressive issues such as abortion rights, raising the minimum wage. Florida, we see you, y'all. You we know, old enough to remember what happened in Florida, even though uh, President Donald J. Trump won the primary there or won the one that state. The ballot measure still, it it succeeded. Why? Because people understand raising the minimum wage is important. When he won the state of Florida, they still voted for that measure. Expanded Medicaid and the legalization of marijuana. So Republicans are doubling down on making it harder for citizens to weigh in. Especially in states where they do have the power Of referendum and this is happening all over the country. As I said, let's take a look at this. During the legislative session in 2022, 109 bills were filed in state legislatures to alter the citizen-led ballot initiative process. 58 would explicitly have made the process more difficult according to a review by the Ballot Initiative Strategy Center. Which works with progressive organizations to help advance ballot measures. And thank you, Adam, from NBC News, for your reporting on that. Republicans, yes, Republican, legislators seeking to restrain the placement of such ballot initiatives, including ones that would amend state constitutions, have already pre filed at least 11 such measures in at least three states ahead of 2023 legislative sessions that kick off in January, and February, according to a review by NBC News. Now, my great state of Ohio, they all up in it too. They were doing this kind of stuff when I was in the Senate. They're still doing it. They have extra, extra super majorities in both chambers. They had super majorities when I was there. They have extra, extra super majorities now. So it's kind of like unchecked power. But in Ohio, Republicans are pushing for the threshold to pass a ballot initiative to 60% as opposed to a simple majority. I want you to imagine that if in 2011, when we were in this state beating back the right to work for less uh, policy that mm. passed the, the legislature, we had power referendum in this state. Imagine if that law was in place, we might not have been successful. So you see what they're doing because the voters overturned Senate Bill 5, which would have taken away collective bargaining rights in this state. The voters of the state of Ohio say, hell no, not on our watch, you won't do it. And see, Republicans are continuously trying to take away the voices of the people. But I want you to understand, there are real life and death and challenging consequences tied to what they are doing. And this isn't in response to what the GOP in my state are doing right now. This is in response to efforts from abortion rights activists to end the six week and 22 week abortion bans in my state. Ohio Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose claims he is protecting the state's constitution from special interests. Now I served in the legislature with Frankie. And I just cannot believe that a Secretary of State—he is doing this. He's not in the legislature anymore. His goal should be to expand and protect. But oh no, he's doing it this way. The Ohio legislature, in which Republicans hold a supermajority in both chambers—and as I said, an extra supermajority in both chambers because of heavy gerrymandered maps—is scheduled to take up the measure when its session begins next month. For shame! He wants to protect the state constitution from special interests aren't they the republicans doing the bidding of other types of special interests. So my special interest can have access, but your special interest cannot. I see how this works wise, I'm just, I'm having a moment here.
1: Yeah, I think what you're seeing there with this, these maneuvers by, by the GOP over there in places like Ohio and all over the nation quite frankly is that, Uh, They just, (laughs) they know that a lot of their agenda is not even popular with their own base, right? So, a super majority of Republicans don't think there should be things like an outright ban on abortion, much less, you know, Democrats and, you know, vis a vis the citizenry at large. So, there's an understanding of that. And I think these people really do believe in. Uh, Minority rule, Uh, they think that they should come down from on high like Moses with the commandments and just grant us all an edict. We shouldn't have a right or say so in the things that we believe in and certainly shouldn't be able to do that via ballot measure. And the last thing that strikes me Nina is the GOP inclination to if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And, you know, which is so opposite of what we see from the Dems, which is just any roadblock becomes an excuse not to do things that benefit their citizens. The GOP will take an opposite stance. They're just like, no, we're, we're going to lie, cheat, steal our way to whatever result we think we want.
0: Yeah, Waz, you lay that out, if you ain't cheating, (laughs) (laughs) you ain't winning, you ain't cheating, and and you're right about the Democrats, any roadblock will do to give them an excuse. And so it's it's just quite telling that the freedom-loving Republicans are using their political power to trample on other people's freedom. Imagine that. Yeah, it's happening. And Missouri, The great state of Missouri is also attempting to increase their threshold to 60% as well. South Dakota, North Dakota, and Arkansas failed to increase their thresholds. Currently, Florida is the only state with a 60% threshold for ballot measures. That's what these people are doing. We're gonna stay tuned to this. We the people, we gotta fight back now. We'll be right back after this. back to the show, my absolute favorite part. This is my real fire extinguisher, reading the comments from you, our viewers. Before we get into it, I want to remind you to shop TYT. This is the best time to get some of that cozy gear for the winter. You need that sweatshirt, you do, you especially need that sweatshirt that says unballstoning and you just walk around the house. So everybody know that you're not. You're not boss, you're unbossed. But no, Dia, check out TYT gear in the TYT store. We would love for you to do that. And coming up, we want you to watch reactions. Yeah, we want you to do that. Will you do that? And Turks and Jerks is coming up too. You don't want to miss that for the end of the year. So go, go. Run. Don't walk. Go. No, let your fingers do the walking. All right, here we go. TYT members, Mountain Dragon. Hi, Mountain Dragon. I'll never get over how hard this intro hits my soul oh man me too mountain dragon I'm with you every single day I'm so glad that I can see this show live today and we are too the corporate kryptonite <laughs> the corporate kryptonite Nina Turner and the big sports spotlight wise, we are lucky to have this strength going into 2023. Much love from Colorado. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you, Mountain Dragon, so much. We do appreciate you, darling. And on Twitch, Terry, Nina's glasses are so cute. Thank you, darling. I, you know, I was just recently in LA and somebody said I was the goat of eyewear. I appreciate that, I can see that, well, I'm taking that all in. Greatest of all times when it comes to eyewear, you better know that. And on YouTube Super Chat, Anomaly Nina Turner equals the hard body truth. Go ahead, you better say that, I've been working this body too. And we're gonna keep on pushing heart, soul, and mind, all of us here. Thank you all so much, we appreciate what you do. Because of you, we can get the news out and be independent in the process. The TYT family, we send you all kinds of love. Southwest Airlines, now, y'all know, I truly can't wait for the next reading of the viewer comments to get me calmed down. Cuz this is gonna get me amped all the way up. Guess what, I'm already up in the air right now over Southwest Airlines. So if you weren't directly impacted, you probably heard about the Southwest Airlines cancellations. Let's break this down for you. Exactly how many flights were canceled? So glad you asked. Since December 22nd, Southwest Airlines has canceled more than half of its typical flight schedule. And by late Wednesday, about 87% of all canceled flights in the US were from Southwest alone. 87% of all canceled flights were from one airline. You heard me correctly, that is it. Thank you CNN. That is thousands of flights, more than 2,500 with over 500,000 people impacted. The reason for the delay started with the winter storm. Now let me pause right here. Why I'm just let you jump in here before we even get going. They didn't know the storm was coming. We have more technology than any generation before us. And they didn't know, they didn't know. The Federal Department of Transportation didn't know, nobody knew. That this storm was coming. Wise well, really. I I just I just can't
1: with that one. I mean, that's that seems ridiculous. Um, there's there's no way to not know that something is at least possible and that you should prepare for the worst um case scenario. That's what any prudent company corporation would have done specifically in a time like this where the most people are traveling like this is every single this is not a surprise. It's not like a special holiday season where it's like, oh my God, like people are traveling this holiday season. No, this is what people do during the December holidays. They travel, um, go see family and loved ones. That's just a fact of life and they do so in droves like this is <laughs> all of this was was predictable.
0: Wow, I just can't. You know, <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. People are cha- uh, cha- traveling over the Christmas holiday. Who knew? I mean, who knew? Unbelievable. That's just what happened in 2022? Because before 2022, nobody was traveling during the holiday. Baby, or Thank maybe you. they were just going by 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 train and automobile. Maybe that's what it was. They weren't flying before 2022. They were on
1: that midnight train to Georgia. <laughs> <They were laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, shit. We just got oh, to do this stuff to keep from jacking somebody up. And I know the people who are stranded, the people who have been on hold for hours want to jack some folks up. I get it. It is a legitimate, and I mean a legitimate human response. So it was the winter storm, but Southwest uses outdated software as well that lost track of all planes and employees. You know what? I would throw my papers right now. They use an outdated system that lost
1: track <laughs> of okay. all. And employees. I mean, we can't make this stuff up.
0: Are you see? Some folks need to be fired. Starting with that CEO. How do you use in 2022? Not 1922. 2022. Using outdated software, when you made money hand over fist, you got a bailout from the taxpayers of this, country, of, of this of this nation, and this CEO makes nine million dollars a year. Yet they lost track of employees and airplanes. Somebody needs to be fired. I'm just gonna take a gamble. To who who should that person be? minds want to know. Y'all got me all amped up on this Southwest scheduling system that hasn't changed since 1990s. 2020. So let me let me put this. Let me dress this up for you. They are using a system that is not 21st century ready. Plain and simple. Southwest Airlines. And here's a look at the flights that were canceled this week. Take a closer look at how Southwest compares to other airlines, and you see it. And you see Southwest in that dark, deep purple. Everybody else managed to be okay, but not Southwest Airlines. Houston, we do have a problem and it is with Southwest Airlines this time around. So when you look up in the dictionary, yeah, who who, who really bumped this up the most? For this moment, it's Southwest Airlines. These cancellations, though, had a horrific impact on a whole bunch of folks. I know some of the people personally who just had an impact on. I bet everybody knows somebody that's going to tell them a good story about how Southwest Airlines messed up their travel plans despite the weather. It is December. Mother Nature is doing what Mother Nature does, coupled with climate chaos. Okay? So customers were left with few options, be stranded or pay on on another airline. Now, don't get me started on this, because baby, if I were the president of the United States, if I were the secretary of transportation, people would be in my office. I mean, first of all, this wouldn't happen because we were pre-plan for this. But I'm jumping ahead, I'm jumping ahead, Wise, I'm jumping ahead. To be completely honest here, there's a domino effect to this. And so while Waz and I are having some light moments about this serious situation, just imagine if you're the people that are stranded in airports hour after hour, or if you scraped up your last few dimes, or if you budgeted, maybe you you got more than a a few dimes, but you budgeted for this travel, and to find out you can't even, they'll even give you a refund, I'm told. They give you, Uh, a a credit to fly on Southwest again. I mean, who in their right minds after this will want to get a credit to fly on Southwest again. Southwest, you need to refund people's money. And the Department of Transportation needs to ensure that you refund people's money. They don't want no credit. They want to be able to choose another airline. Let's put this up. People's lives are likely going to be ruined by the Southwest meltdown, and it was a meltdown, David. You got that right. I don't think that that's hyperbole at this point. People spend everything they can spare to fly their families home for the holidays. Now they're stuck stranded, choosing between missing work or paying prices they can't afford for walk-up fares. That's another thing. All these don't don't leave that graphic up. None of these airlines. All of these airlines should do something for the people. And under these circumstances, because they got bailed out, they should say, you know what, because these are extraordinary circumstances, we're gonna do something extraordinary. We're not gonna charge people walk up fares. But let me go in, cuz David has a good tweet, I'm just <laughs> I'm just all up in his tweet. In a country where 40% of the people will struggle to cover a $400 emergency, it seems safe to assume people are going to empty their savings or take on punishing debt to get home or cope with a week being stranded. They even hit the nail on the head on that. And people should be able to go and see their families during the holidays and they shouldn't have to be among the ultra wealthy to be able to do it. The problem with this country is that we, the collective, some folks, not we. Some folks think that working class people don't deserve to have high quality of life. They just don't. And so this is nothing but a, but but another walking apart for some of these folks who have no compassion or empathy that people are suffering in this moment. I'm preaching the gospel right now. Why? Is I,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's obvious that the 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 misorganization starting at the top, the corporate greed, uh, is having adverse effects on on customers and of course employees. Uh, we know. They laid off their staff to the damn bone. So, you know, they try their best to run a skeleton crew in order to maximize profits. Um, in times where they did have uh, profit surpluses, instead of reinvesting in infrastructure in the company, new technology that would have helped them avert this crisis, they decided to do stock buybacks. And then, of course, a global pandemic hits. So their coffers are completely empty because they wanted to make shareholders whole as soon as possible. They come with their handouts to the US government. Did Joe Manchin and his buddy say, hey, we want to tie this stuff to certain conditions. We need um, means testing. We want to audit these guys to the to hell. We want to have control over the way they spend this money. These guys are irresponsible. Did they get the spiel about, well, you should have three months' rent worth of savings in your bank account as a corporation? No, of course not, of course not. And then we see that again, like uh, just because their technology is outdated, it's an outdated way of tracking flights and tracking um, pilots and staff in real time. They're the only um, company who saw these major you know, cancellations. Here in LA, Los Angeles, Southern California, Southwest is huge. I talked to multiple friends who were visiting family all up and down the coast who had to fend for themselves as far as getting back to Los Angeles after the holiday. And I can that's just people I know, I can't even imagine the horror stories. But none of this is, should be surprising to anybody who pays attention to this.
0: Not at all, the geniuses at the ham, bunch of geniuses. So now let's talk about who's responsible for this, other than the CEO of Southwest. The massive amount of cancellations from Southwest has caught the attention of the government. It should have caught their attention way before this. Let's put up this tweet right here. USDOT is concerned, now they concerned. By Southwest, unacceptable rate of cancellations and delays and reports of lack of prompt customer service. The department will examine whether cancellations were controllable. And if Southwest is complying with its customer service plan. Let me put this out in the public right now. Let me clear it up for you, it was avoidable. You don't have to look into it. You already know the evidence is the thousands of people who were stranded at the airport. What more research do you need, baby? You got real time evidence, United States Department of Transportation. It would have been nice that on the front end of this that you got you know, on the front end and not on the back end. But here we are. This isn't the first time Southwest had an issue though. This also happened back in, uh, 2021. Even worse, before this nightmare, before this nightmare, attorneys generals begged, do you hear Sister Turner? Begged the Transportation Secretary and Congress to crack down on Southwest. Let's put up this headline South state officials warned Budajek about airline mess. They warned this man of this. So again, the weather conditions, not a surprise. You know, winter can throw some curveballs. The fact that a whole bunch of people were gonna be traveling this time of the year, not a surprise. The fact that they have an antiquated system that is not even 21st century ready, not a surprise. And then the fact that Southwest has been down the yellow brick road before, not a surprise, but here we are. I begged this man to do his job, would not do it. Where was Buttigieg months ago? Why was he not doing his job? Six, I mean, four months ago, before Southwest mass cancellation of flights. 38 state attorney generals, 38, wrote to congressional leaders declaring that Buttigieg's agency, quote, failed to respond and to provide appropriate recourse, end quote, to thousands of consumer complaints about airline customer service. I mean, what more? did the man need? Hello, somebody? I mean, what more? 38 attorneys general. Do you know how hard it is to get 38 attorneys general to agree on anything? And they wrote the congressional leaders a letter saying, hello, somebody. That's what the letter said. I'm just gonna sum it up for you. Hello, somebody, we got a problem. So earlier this month, Southwest was received three points Two billion of government support. That means leave that, leave it up. That means 3.2 million of our dollars during the pandemic. Where's the pandemic relief for these folks stranded at the at the airport? Huh? Where is it? They want a whole lot more than a damn credit to fly on Southwest again. But I digress. Let me just go ahead and read this straight up from Sirota and Perez of the of the of the lever. Earlier this month. Southwest, which received $3.2 billion of government support during the pandemic, announced it was restarting its quarterly dividend for shareholders. See, Watts well, just laid that out for you at an annual cost of $428 million. Oh, let me calm down. Usa, Usa, I'm going to bring it down. The company made the announcement just days after its CEO admitted the airline has been slow to modernize its computer and scheduling systems. Whose breakdown helped fuel the holiday travel disaster. You guess what? We want a refund. This is a time I am going to speak on behalf of the American people right now. We want our money back. We want a refund Southwest. Is you are failed, look up epic fail in this moment in the dictionary and you will see Southwest Airlines right there. And a nice little reminder, let's go and get to reminding folks. My stunt double has something to say about this. The CEO of Southwest Airlines makes 9 million, underline it, fold it, put an exclamation point and baby put it in a bottle on a train. Not a plane, especially not Southwest Airlines per year. Put up this headline: Southwest Airlines spends spent 5.6 billion dollars with be on shareholder gifts, and years ahead of a mass cancellation crisis. Why? Look, I, you know what? I just can't with this. Lead that up. Do y'all see that? And if you're not watching and you're only listening, let me read this one more good time. See, we need folks with the requisite emotion for the American people being messed over by corporations like this and then a government. And why as you laid it out, Democrats will find every flipping excuse in the book for why the democratically controlled administration helped Southwest fail. But let me say this one more good time. I can't calm down, Southwest Airlines spent 5.6 billion on shareholder gifts in years ahead of mass cancellation crisis. This stuff, family and friends and sisters and brothers is by design. And somebody ought to pay the consequences for this foolishness and mayhem. And it should not be the folks stuck in airports. We want a refund. Of our money, yeah we do. And here is a way you can directly help to push for change. While I'm bringing you in, but let me go and put up what Cerrona's doing right now. Sign and retweet this. Tell Congress and that Secretary Pete to use their power to stop airline abuse. See, they not helpless. Pass bipartisan legislation letting AGs hold airlines accountable. Since y'all ain't gonna do it, federal government. And find airlines that mass cancel flights for non weather reasons. Sign the open letter here, y'all need to go ahead and do that. Wise, you know what, I know I'm hot enough for both of us. Now I'm in Ohio, it's pretty chilly, baby. but I just done warm this mug up. Not just the city of Cleveland, the whole state is hot now cuz sister Turner is hot.
1: I mean, we're talking about, as you said, billions of dollars in dividends, in stock buybacks, in gifts to major shareholders. We're not talking about gifts to a couple of people that might have bought some Southwest stock on Robinhood. No, you you don't get gifts, guys. <laughs> Even if you might call yourself a shareholder. And and. And all of this, they didn't want to update their system. Again, this is just investment in a company. Trust me, it would not have equal to billions upon billions upon billions of dollars to do this. This is just cheap. This is just cheap. This is just greedy. This is what it is. And, you know, the last thing I'll say about this, Nina, is that when somebody wants to get hundreds of dollars of assistance from the US government, not only do we make them jump over a bunch of hoops and red tape and all of that. It's like, yo, piss in this cup. you know? Uh, Make sure that you demonstrated to me that you've shown that you wanna make your life better. That you're not gonna be a strain on the government and the system. You gotta prove to me that you're worthy of these peanuts that we've deigned to, to hand you. Um, but yet, you know, we had Southwest, Southwest Airlines, billions of dollars because they don't know how to manage their freaking money. And it's just like, go do what you want afterwards. Make it make sense, Nina. Make it make
0: sense. And to quote the one and only Andrew Yang, the math ain't mathing. It's just not. Definitely not math mathing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am right here, folks. Right here. Now we're going straight into WTF neoliberal. This, you know, what we just talked about was a daggone WTF neoliberal moment too. But House deals are refusing to turn over subpoena documents to the Senate that highlight the fossil fuel industry's history of pushing climate misinformation. This definitely has me asking WTF neoliberal. We will now kneel. Miss Cinema, Miss Cinema, no. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me Trump, and you ain't black. Yeah, here we are, folks. I think the whole show could have been dedicated to WTF neoliberals, or most most of the show. But refusing to pass these documents, so they're refusing to pass documents to the Senate. Refusing to pass these documents to the Democratic majority Senate will effectively stop the investigation into Big Oil's climate misinformation. And they misled people deliberately, since Republicans will take over the House on January the 3rd. So here's some background. As part of this investigation into climate disinformation, the House Oversight Committee subpoenaed documents in November 2021 from four of the world's largest oil companies. Their US Trade Association, the American Petroleum Institute and the US Chamber of Commerce. The more than 1,500 pages included internal communications about media relations, advertising and marketing campaigns from 2015 to 2020. Twenty-one. You know, some of this stuff just—it reminds me also what the cigarette industry did. That's exactly what the oil industry did. The sit, the tobacco industry, I should say, misled people about the dangers of smoking. In the same way, misinformation, disinformation, make a buck even if it's over people's bodies. Yeah. The tobacco industry did the same thing that the oil industry is doing right now. So they don't wanna turn over the documents. These documents reveal that big oil's efforts to downplay the effects of climate change or climate chaos, as I like to call it. Push climate solutions that keep fossil fuels profitable. That's what they wanna do. They don't get they don't care whether or not the earth is destroyed, your, your quality of life is destroyed, the ecosystem is destroyed, as long as they can make money. That's what this comes down to. Those documents reveal the following: that efforts to push alternative fuel solutions such as low-carbon fuel, natural gas, or methane gas, efforts to push climate goalposts such as committing to net zero emissions, efforts to bully journalists. Who are too critical of big oil companies, Cromwell River, investments in college research, which favors natural gas as opposed to renewable energy. Thank you, Intercept. Thank you, Amy, for laying this out. This is what these folks stood in the way of. And you know what? They are part of the owner donor class. So they have definitely bought and sold a whole bunch of politicians. However, the House Oversight Committee has stalled its efforts to forward their finance to the Senate. Let's look at what Representative Ro Khanna from the great state of California had to say. He told The Intercept that before Republicans take control of the House, the House Oversight Committee would release all subpoenaed documents to the Senate to continue the investigation, or at least finish reviewing them for pertinent information. But the decision to release the documents has since been reversed, according to Khanna's press secretary. The committee also decided not to send letters to the Department of Justice or the White House requesting that the investigation continue, Connor Staffer said. Now, let me get this straight. Because I need to dress this up for you and for me. The House of Representatives at this moment is controlled by Democrats. Because some apologists are gonna make excuses for this. They're gonna blame the weather or blame the Republicans or blame Trump. But let me get this straight. Wise, now tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Let's do a side by side. (laughs) The House of Representatives right now is controlled by Democrats. And the democratically controlled House of Representatives is refusing to send the report over to the democratically controlled United States Senate. Did I I get that right? I'm trying to
1: understand this cuz maybe why's maybe I'm being unreasonable. I I'm I, you might be unreasonable in the sense that you would expect the Democratic Party which is about as corporatist as any party that's ever been known to existence that they would backtalk their their daddies, their sugar daddies. It, it seems like that would not be prudent for them to do, right? These guys get so much money. Um, from this industry, that it'd be hard for them to do it, and I think another industry that you didn't mention, Nina, that um, has ran this type of obfuscation campaign in the past, and that's the pharmaceutical companies, right? Um, you think about stuff with OxyContin and um, all of those, all of those actors, and the, the problem for them is that there were bodies piling up all over the country, and constituents could stand up. Up and you know, fight back against what they were doing as far as flooding the zone with these highly addictive, highly destructive drugs. When it comes to climate, man, a lot of this stuff just goes sort of. Invisibly and silently, right? And and we won't feel the effects until it's too late. And I think that's what's working. Again. That's what's working in favor of the oil companies. They don't have a bunch of people strung out in rehabs or died from overdoses that their family and loved ones can be like, "Yo, what the hell? Um, we got to stop this stuff." There's, there's there is nobody standing in their way.
0: Yeah, no, you make a very good point. Just the implosion of Mother Earth, but you know. Yeah, but it's, you know, I mean, was, you was know. Counting. Who's we only got, got one Earth, but who's got, only one? got one Earth? <laughs> and some of these folks, you know, they're gonna jet set it.
1: Yeah, yeah they're gonna to go to Mars, Mars
0: like that. So there we go. Our other WTF neoliberal Dems fail on Medicaid policy, policy, policy. If you want to know how your elected leaders or government feels about you, you don't need to follow the yellow brick road. No, you don't have to follow it like Dorothy did. All you got to do is follow the policy. And follow the money. Let's put up this headline. Millions of Americans to lose Medicaid coverage starting next year. Not two years from now, not three years from now, not four years from now, not five years from now, not ten years from now, almost like ten minutes from now, like next year, which is fastly fast approaching. Millions of Americans gain Medicaid coverage, as we know, because of the pandemic, during the pandemic. Starting next year, millions are likely to lose it. The mammoth spending bill passed by Congress would allow states to kick some people off Medicaid starting in April. Millions will become uninsured, according to estimates from the administration and several healthcare nonprofits. Yeah, you heard me right on that. This is coming from Money Watch. The Kaiser Family Foundation estimates that 15 million to 18 million people will lose medicaid coverage or about 1 in 5 people currently in the program a december study by the citrus urban institute also estimated so we got some you know a group an institute that doesn't necessarily you know they don't swing a progressive left but they have estimated that 18 million people are set to lose Medicaid coverage next year and in 2024, leaving 3.8 million people without health insurance. I, you know, we can't make this stuff up. Let's take a deeper dive. Some of the estimations from the Urban Institute, they look a little bit like this. This is what they estimate. This is uh this is real, folks. So this is coming from the Urban Institute, and they estimate. We estimate that if the PHE expires in April 2023, 18 million people will lose Medicaid coverage. In the following 14 months of those 18 million people, about 3.2 million children are estimated on and on. About 3.8 million people will be uninsured. About 9.5 million people will enter either newly enrolled in employee-sponsored insurance after losing Medicaid transition. So you get the picture. This is not good. I just dress it up for you. It is immoral. It's immoral. There is no excuse for this. And Jennifer Talbert, associate, associate director for the program on Medicaid and uninsured for the Kaiser Family Foundation, was quoted as saying, "This. The reality is that millions of people are going to lose Medicaid coverage. That's it. Underline and underscore. It is as simple as that. We're just giving you some numbers to back this thing up, but really." If, if you just want to know what's going down, millions of people are going to lose health care coverage in this country because of this. And this headline right here, just in time for the holidays, Dems may embrace GOP plan to boost mil, to boot millions off Medicaid. One expert note, noted the pending deal has huge stakes for children and families. Keep it up, keep that up, just in time for the holidays. They' the gift that keeps on giving. Now, Democrats should be treating this as an emergency, because it is. But we already know how that goes. Watch this.
1: More than a dozen Democrats joined with Republicans in the Senate yesterday, voting to end the national COVID emergency declaration. That declaration, adopted in 2020, gives the Biden administration more tools and flexibility to fight the virus. Was there? We have it. Well, I mean, if anybody wants to understand why this is happening, just know that in order to even qualify for Medicaid obviously you have to be a ch- either a child or you have to either be unemployed or work at a job that doesn't pay you very much that's how you qualify for Medicaid and as we know these are the most vulnerable people in the country the people who need the most help the most support the most backing and so naturally they get the least you know um it's going to be cats like that um that CEO of Southwest who's going to be fine even if his head rolls He's gonna get a beautiful severance, they're gonna pay him so much money, he's going to get to be the consultant or on the board of some other thing that he has no idea about how to run or how to be competent, and he will be just fine. His family will have 12 vacation homes, Um, (laughs) he'll never worry about a meal, about healthcare, about childcare, about any of that. Um, The system rewards him and takes care of him because that's just how it goes But people who need the most help, um, just get kicked to the curb. Uh, These are truly the most voiceless people in our society. Society and and the Dems are, are helping them, um, you know, peril. Yep, because when it
0: comes to the owner donors, both political parties are owned. America, really. I and mean, we bring it to you here on Boss. But when are we going to stop being complicit in our own demise? None of this makes sense. It is cruel. The pandemic is not over. We may be done with it, frustrated with it. Of course we are. We're human. That the pandemic is not done with us. And the residual impacts of the pandemic on the lives of everybody, but especially the people who are the most vulnerable. That is not going to change for some time to come. And these policies, as I said, don't follow Dorothy down the yellow brick road. Just follow the policy and follow the money. We'll be right back after this. Y'all know I got to cool off, going to get my fire extinguisher. And we're back. It's it's motoring here, but <laughs> I'm here. DJ Dragon, love seeing and hearing Nina and Wise. Happy New Year to both of you. Happy New Year, DJ. Happy New Dragon. Year. Yeah, we appreciate you. Very stable photographer. I wonder how many yachts the CEO of Southwest has. <laughs> mm-hmm. We inquiry minds do want to know. Very stable photographer. And on Twitch, Green New Dealer Dragon. Slam Dunk Dragon and Black Pearl Dragon are too strong. The corporate media execs cry when these two get together. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Green Killer (laughs) Dragon. I'm loving that. And on YouTube Super Chat, Mark, whatever happened to giving passengers vouchers on the spot? Yeah, what happened to that? And there was a time where you could go from one airline to another, like right, right then and there. So we need to bring back those days. And Phantom, Mayor Pete couldn't even run the city he was the mayor of, that part. So he has no business running the Department of Transportation. Come on, say that one more good time. Y'all all know this was a reward for jumping out of the race, jumping out of the primary in 2020, so that they can just put all the pressure. You know, all the neoliberals got together to try to defeat my candidate. Senator Bernard Sanders, we know what's going on. That, 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 that post was payback for that. And the man is failing at it. really failing at it. But thank you, Phantom. Marissa, gonna get me. We don't got limited time. So let me not uh, go deep on no comments. I thank you all so very much for your kind words. Wise and I, we appreciate you. And boss appreciates you. And you know who appreciates you the most? The Tyt Network, you help us do what we do, boo. We send you all kinds of love. Now to do, look, we got some good news. I know, don't fall out of your chair. We got some good news. I'm so excited about this. The doulas help couple give birth. So through the recent winter storms, there has been some good news. Check out this headline. Two doulas help deliver a Christmas Eve blizzard baby by coaching dad over the phone. We're all okay, thanks to them, says the relieved Buffalo father who followed their instructions. Man, mama and daddy gonna have the best stories ever to tell because that is one of the joys of being a parent, being able to tell some good stories. This right here is indeed a beautiful thing. And here are more details on this blessing two doulas help a nervous buffalo mom and dad who were trapped inside their home by an epic Christmas Eve blizzard, delivered their baby girl by talking them through the process via the phone. And one day, doula Eva Michelle Blackburn said she hopes to meet now three day old Devon Bria Thomas in person. i don't mess with this baby's name, y'all forgive me, baby Thomas, cuz I done jacked that name up, I, please forgive me. To the to the bundle of joy, yes. Thank you for that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh my God! Boss, finally we got some good news as I butchered baby's Thomas's name.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look, I've I've never had a child. All my buddies who have told me they they kindly excused themselves at the at you know at crunch time when the baby was coming out. So I can't even okay. imagine. You know, getting instructions over the phone and actually executing this. So, the fact that these people could give this man um, such thorough instruction on how to safely deliver this baby kudos to them and kudos to the dude for simply not fainting. Cause I, I mean I, I feel like I would have passed out. I mean, I need some water. I, they would have had to splash some water on me, Nina. It would have been tough. It was bad. <laughs> that that is some <laughs> real
0: work there. Oh my God! But Baby Thomas is so blessed she is to have had those doulas. And Blackburn said they were wrapping presents and watching the Buffalo Bills take on the Chicago Bears when she received a call around 2 p.m. Saturday from her friend and fellow doula. Raymonda Reynolds. Reynolds had already instructed Devon Thomas to collect towels, find a bowl and boil some water. She had also instructed him to help his wife take a hot shower to ease her pain and help her move around to get the gravity going, Blackburn said. Blackburn went on to say, we were using Facebook Messenger to communicate with her parents and coach them through the delivery. So I watched her being delivered on my cell phone. When the baby started crying, we all started cheering. You would have thought the bills made a touchdown, you better go ahead on uh, uh, Miss Blackburn and say that. You know what? Facebook Messenger might have been something Southwest Airlines might want to use.
1: Well, I <laughs> <laughs> Southwest need something, they they need Jesus, they need something. The doulas handling business, helping Easy. bring life into the world. And these
0: folks the lost employees and planes. I'm sorry, I just, I couldn't help myself on that. Um, the parents of this miracle baby, they were elated. Let's put this up. It wasn't until the next day that Erica and Devon Thomas and their new daughter were able to get to the hospital. Blackburn said, Thomas, in an interview with his hometown newspaper had nothing but praise for Blackburn Reynolds. And they aptly named truck driver who wound up driving them to the hospital Angel Lugo. He also marveled at the technology, look at this technology that aided in the delivery of his daughter. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful story! Congratulations to the Thomas family and to little baby Thomas. You are indeed a miracle. And shout out to the doula's baby. They need. They know how to use technology. Hell, maybe they should be running Southwest Airlines. We are going straight to our 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 bone. The curse to speak the truth. Having too much fun with this today. <laughs> while wow, I was just having too much fun. So there are some universal truths in the world. I mean, there really are. And we wanna look at what Lao Tzu had to say at ancient Chinese Taoist. And this is this is it. I think this is very profound. The truth is not always beautiful. Not always beautiful, nor beautiful words, the truth. And oftentimes, and keep that up, you all, oftentimes, especially in this cult-like society we live in today, it is hard for folks to accept that there are some universal truths. And those universal truths might not always be beautiful. They might not always be scintillating to hear. They might be some hard truths. And we've talked about a lot of hard truths on this show today. And some people got a whole bunch of beautiful words, and they really not saying a whole lot. That they don't go deep. Those words mean nothing, but they get away with it. So you know what, wise? I just thought you know some ancient Chinese Taoists, you know, let let us vibe right now with this was important because people forget that, and some people are highly offended when you are telling the truth when it's not beautiful, you know. 100%,
1: the truth always comes to light, and yes, we may not always be ready to receive the message and the light of truth, but it's gonna shine on our asses anyway. So, (laughs) we might as well just learn to accept it. (laughs) Yes, it is going to
0: shine brightly. And I think also what is so important about what he had to say that the truth is not always Beautiful, really meaning that we're going to have to face some hard times. You know, the truth, some truths that we can talk about right now in this moment are based on some of the things we talked about on the show today, that millions of people are going to be kicked off of Medicaid, the poorest and most vulnerable people wise, as you laid out, who need that health care. That is a truth. And that truth is not beautiful. The truth that corporate interests control. Most of the public policy that becomes law in this country is not beautiful, but it is in fact true. The truth of the matter is that we the people in this country, we don't have to accept things as they are. We have to recognize things as they are, but we don't have to accept them as they are. And please, for the love of God, do not get seduced by beautiful words. There are people who will talk a good game, but there is no substance behind it. We must have courage enough to accept truth, even when it is not pretty. But guess what, you know what the beautiful thing is? Because there are some beautiful things in this, we can change things. We can make a better United States of America. We can in fact make a better world. But we do have to have the courage enough to accept the fact that the truth is not always beautiful. And beautiful words without some substance behind them, just don't cut it. Well, we had a very deep show today wise, yes, we did put us up. Put wise up too as we say goodbye to each and every one of you for today. You know wise and they know what I want all of us to do about this time. I want us to keep the faith always, but I absolutely want us to keep the fight. Wise, it was an absolute delight to have you on boss today.
1: Always a pleasure, Nina. Shouts to Marissa who always does a fantastic job producing behind the scenes. You guys are the best. I wish everybody watching a happy holiday. Enjoy the loved ones. Yeah, man, and happy new year. We'll see you guys at the top of next year. Top of next year, we're gonna still fight like hell. The top of next year too, we're gonna do
0: what we're doing right now. Shout out to Sachi and Freddie. And Mark, too, also part of the Unbossed team. And shout out to each and every one of you. Sending so much love. I'll see you tomorrow.
1: Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network, like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if
0: you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.